0: Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Grace Online. We're really excited for you to be able to receive an encouraging word from Scripture today because we know that God is already here and He is ready to be with you. And let's get ready to hear today's message. Today is Holy Saturday. You probably have never heard of it. Among Holy Week observances and celebrations, today is often overlooked and forgotten. Typically, there are no special events planned for today, save perhaps making preparations for tomorrow for celebrating Easter. Few churches acknowledge today anymore, let alone have a service, which is ironic since today is the day of Jesus's burial. Jesus is dead. Saturday is much harder, even darker than Friday, because yesterday there was still life, though it was terrible. Friday had still the glimmer of hope that there might be a miracle. But today, Saturday, there is nothing. There is nothing to do. Nothing to do but face the unimaginable fact that God is dead. The burial is the death certificate of Christ we don't bury people who are alive we bury people who are dead and Jesus is dead his pulse is gone his heart has stopped rigor mortis has set in stricken smitten and afflicted have become stiffened vacant and lifeless To be dead is one thing. To be dead and buried is another. To be dead and buried is to be beyond hope. The door is closed. The way is shut. The one in whom was life, the life that was the light of all men, that life, that light has been snuffed out. And now we, we are all left in the dark. We don't like to linger here in the dark. We like to wear our crosses empty. We prefer stones that are rolled away rather than ones that block our path. But perhaps we forget the original disciples did not have that choice. Imagine. Imagine how they felt on that first Holy Saturday. The first followers of Jesus suddenly, dramatically, found themselves alone. Only two days earlier, one of their company, Thomas, uttered what now proved to be prophetic words, words that likely conveyed what they were now all feeling in the aftermath of Jesus' death. Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Separated from the one they had given all their life to follow. Three years of their lives. Leaving behind their families, their occupations. The disciples were left wondering what the next step might be. All they had come to know. All they had come to value was turned upside down. All they had left was their grief. Their fear. They had no hope for tomorrow. They didn't know Sunday was coming. They didn't understand Jesus would be raised. All the first disciples could hold on to was a painful memory of what once was. A broken promise of what could have been. As they tried to go on living in the present without a purpose. As their former teacher Their fallen Messiah, their beloved friend, lay silent before them. There was nothing left to say. All that was left to do was to bury him. Enter a man who we've heard little of before today. Joseph of Arimathea. Not one of the original twelve disciples, but apparently someone who was following Jesus nonetheless. Joseph of Arimathea is something of a man of mystery. We know so little about Joseph as he has mentioned just twice previously in the Gospels. He was a man searching for the kingdom of God. Mark tells us he was a prominent member of the council, that is the Jewish leadership who orchestrated Jesus' death in the first place. But Luke tells us Joseph had not consented to their decision or their action. John goes on to add that Joseph appears on the scene as a secret disciple, one whose faith was hidden, kept private, perhaps because of his position among the Jewish elders, the Sanhedrin as they were otherwise known. However secret or hesitant Joseph may have been in his discipleship during Jesus' lifetime, he displays now surprising boldness in the mere hours that follow Jesus' crucifixion. He shows boldness, surprising boldness, as Joseph steps forward and approaches Pilate for the body of Jesus. He takes a great personal risk. Jesus had just been crucified, so it could be assumed that the same fate might befall those who claim to be his followers. Joseph knew this, and yet he found the courage to do what he believed was right. More than this, Matthew's gospel tells us Joseph offers his own family's rock-cut tomb as the place for Jesus' broken body to be laid to rest. Joseph's courage and faith are noteworthy. If Joseph had not acted swiftly and decisively before nightfall on the eve of the Sabbath— And remember, Jews were forbidden from carrying out any work on the Sabbath, including the work of taking down the body of a crucified loved one from his cross. If Joseph had not acted swiftly and decisively before nightfall, on the eve of the Sabbath, Jesus' body would have been left on the cross. And there it would have hung throughout the next day. And there it still would be hanging on what we now know as Easter morning. If not for Joseph of Arimathea, there would have been no garden, no stone to be rolled away, no empty tomb. But Joseph is not alone. Several women, women, female disciples of Jesus, have followed him from the beginning to the end. And from the other Gospels, we actually know some of their names. They were Mary, Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. These women face rather than turn their backs on death. The absence of Jesus does not extinguish their love for and devotion to him. Together, we heard, they prepare spices and ointments as a way of further honoring their Lord. And as they mix the necessary ingredients in the right measure and proportion and compose the perfumed aromas that will anoint the body of Jesus, these women seek to fill the void of loss with an act of loving remembrance. They are performing the sacred duty assigned to the priests in the Old Testament. And as they do so, these women unknowingly are pointing us beyond the stench of death toward the sweet blessings of eternal life. Joseph and these women were just as confused and afraid as the rest. And yet they acted with courage and steadfastness, refusing to abandon Jesus even in death. They did what should be done as they laid Jesus' body to rest before the Sabbath, as they sought to warm the cold, stale air of the tomb with the fragrance of their worship. In doing what they knew should be done, together they set the scene for the dawn of a new day, a day that was to change the face of human history. And so while today is a day of vigil, a vigil, a day when we as believers watch, wait, and pray. From Joseph and these women, we learn that maybe faithfulness on Holy Saturday can look like something more than being silent, expectant, and still. We may not have the words, but we still see before us. We still can know what needs to be done. We may be waiting, but we can still hold fast, not denying the pain, the suffering, the loss that are right in front of us, but living out of the faith we have been given. Like Joseph, we can boldly seek to care for the body of Christ, those people in this fractured world who have been crushed under the weight of injustice and neglect. Like the women of the tomb, we can prepare and offer the healing balm of compassion, the fragrance of loving and merciful sacrifice to those who believe they are dead already. Maybe the pauses in our lives, those holy Saturday moments, are a time for preparation, a time for stepping forward for stepping forward and claiming the body of our sin, for once and for all claiming the body of our sin and laying our past mistakes, our wrongs, all our failures to rest inside the tomb, trusting that God will act in his own way and in his own time. What from your life has Jesus taken upon himself and put to death that you Need to let go of and bury. Let us remember Jesus' words even as his body sits in the tomb. Jesus once said, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Who knows? Who knows what new life may spring forth to others and to ourselves from the one we lay into the ground. We are a people that yearn for a time when death will be no more. And since we know Sunday's coming, we just prefer to leapfrog straight over Holy Saturday. And while it's true we are Easter people, that the resurrection is fundamentally the gospel to which we bear witness, we can't get to Easter unless we cross the bridge of Holy Saturday. Because Jesus dead and buried is part of the gospel. So declares one of the universal creeds in the church, the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. So writes Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians when he inserts a creed, a creed he learned in Aramaic shortly after his conversion. The creed that he inserts was probably written in the first few years after all these events, probably by the original disciples while they were still in Jerusalem. And in chapter 15 of that first letter to the Corinthians, Paul expounds on what the gospel is, and he includes today as he writes, Jesus was buried. Today is part of the gospel. It's part of the gospel because it underscores the faith of Jesus. Throughout his life, Jesus did not take matters into his own hands and do things his way. Always and every time he did them the Father's way. Jesus lived in submission and dependence upon his Father to the very end. And today we recognize Jesus put his life in his father's hands even to the point of dying on the cross and being buried in the tomb. And today we are invited. We are challenged to do the same. Beloved, we don't get from the cross to the resurrection without first sitting in the dark of a sealed grave. We cannot get there unless, like Jesus, we put our life, even our death, in our Father's hands. To put our lives in our Father's hands and to die to ourselves, to grieve our expectations for God that did not come to bear, to mourn our collapsed confidence in Jesus doing things our way, And to bury all those presumptions, every inclination that the Lord operates according to our will, to bury them once and for all. For until we die to creating God in our image, until we die to demanding that Jesus save us on our terms, we will never see. We will never experience life beyond the horizon of sin and death. Life beyond the confines of a sealed and guarded tomb. It's telling. It's telling that we do our best to avoid Holy Saturday because what today is, what Holy Saturday represents, is the space we occupy in which we exist for most of our earthly lives. The thin spaces, right? Between the highs and lows of daily life. Between longing and satisfaction. Between pain and comfort. Between loss and gain. Between hope and fulfillment. Between death and life. Embracing Holy Saturday is realizing, despite how much we boast and brag, despite how forcefully we insist and demand, we're in control Embracing Holy Saturday is realizing that the truth is all we clearly know is that there is yet so much we don't know or understand. This void of unknowing, the space of Holy Saturday is where we find ourselves when death stares us in the face through its many synonyms like cancer, divorce, termination, It is the tomb of our uncertainty when the unexpected, the unforeseen strikes us and the only question left we can ask is, now what? Now what? Where can we possibly go from here? And the immediate answer is an awkward, lonely silence. In that long silence, In that challenge of waiting, too many of us can be tempted in our fear of unknowing, in our impatience for God to act. Too many of us can be tempted to create our own meaning, to try to determine our own way forward when there simply isn't any yet. We, you and I, we can't ever Create something out of nothing. But nothing is the canvas from which God has always done his best work. Faith of our own making is always fragile. It may buy us time, but it will not prove strong enough to lift us beyond this life into the next. The faith we need, the faith that will carry us, is faith that is a gift. Belief that is not cultivated by us, but that is planted and grown within us. Faith that begins to take root not once the stone is rolled away, but faith that begins to take root while the tomb is still sealed shut. For there is grace to be found even on Holy Saturday. For when we stop, when we wait, when we rest, Rest even in the death we cannot avoid, the death we all must face. When we stop, when we wait, when we rest, we find Jesus is with us even there. Beloved, in the cold, dark, deathly places of our disappointments, our failures, and our losses, God is with us. God in Christ goes before us. Jesus is willing to be buried under the weight of our fears, our doubts, and our uncertainties. Jesus enters the tomb of our lives because he trusted his father had a way beyond the unimaginable. Because he trusted that resurrection was in his future. And in the burial of Jesus is the planting of the seed of our faith. A faith given as a gift that can weather all our sadness and our fears, all our confusion, all our questions, even all our doubts. A faith given as a gift that rises as we reach the end of ourselves. Faith that emerges from where we perceive nothingness. Faith that we cannot lose because it will not let us go. Faith that having come through the fire will prove impossible to kill. Faith that can move mountains. Faith that's first move is to roll away the stone. Today is Holy Saturday when we squarely face the fact that death remains a part of our journey and the death was a part of Jesus' too. Today is Holy Saturday, a day when our dreams for God may have died, but God's dreams for all of us are only just beginning to unfold. Today is Holy Saturday, a time for remembering to wait upon the Lord, that when we trust and rely on Him, even when all seems lost, even when God looks to be dead, Our Father can do more than we could ever imagine or hope for, including a way beyond the grave. Amen. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us online at gracehb.org.